Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. All right, what is going on, people? You know that sound. It is the Unfiltered Band. It means it must be another episode of Unfiltered. It is episode 42. I'm entitling this episode Flashback Flushing. I'll explain in a second. In the meantime, thank you, Unfiltered Band. No explanation or description needed. Also, don't need to tell you this, but I will keep reminding you, please join the Unfiltered Revolution. Get on uh, Twitter at Casey Stern. Get into the uh, bio and subscribe to my YouTube channel. If you're uh, already doing that, like all the videos and give comments and uh, ideas for lists and all sorts of things and guests and whatever else you got, bring it to the table. Want to hear from you along the way. Um, I say this about the unfiltered revolution. Remember, that idea is just the idea of being authentic. It's something to hop on board. And by the way, we're working on some unfiltered revolution merch. So I'll keep you posted on that. In the meantime, prospects are cool. Parades are cooler behind me. And speaking of merch, I am rocking my uh, official uh, Mike Ruzioni, uh Captain C jersey, Circle Lake Placid. I'm also, I feel like I'm like uh, now doing like a radio play-by-play. Goal. I'm also donning a Mets blue hat. And underneath the USA jersey, a Blue Islander shirt. So I'm I'm blue. And that's really a great way to lead into what this is about because flushing is referring to flushing a toilet it also is referring in this case to flushing queens flashback flushing and this episode is about as a fan how to not let your ptsd as a a fan of whatever team it might be it could be any sport get in the way of trying to somehow stay rational. Now, let me start with this. Being irrational as a fan, it's kind of part of the job, right? So, like, you can't, like, be grounded. Like, you know, part of baseball and the passion of baseball fans and the passion of fans in sports in general is the fact that you are, like, so locked in that you're not going to be like, okay, like, it's 3-2, bases loaded, two outs in, you know, even if it's like the third inning of some game and your team strikes out, you're not going to be like, it's okay. It's just a strikeout. When we turn around at the top of the inning, all will be fine. Nobody's going to be that way, right? So you can get nuts. It's all right to get crazy. All of us get that way as fans. The problem is when you have the flashbacks that, for example, the fans of the Mets do in Flushing, it's harder to flush the flashbacks out. It's harder to not jump right back in there. You ever get in a, a car accident, heaven forbid, and get in a car the next time? You ever get in a bad relationship that felt like a car accident, get in a relationship the next time? You ever uh, get rejected for a job, go to an interview the next time? Take all of those things and compound them by about 97 million, and that's being a Met fan. Anytime anything good is happening, and suddenly the boogeyman creeps around the corner. If you're a Met fan, and you grow up a Met fan, and you live life as a Met fan, it is a painful, terrifying thing to go through. If you're a Knicks fan like me, on top of that, and an Islander fan, it is all of the things I just said, combined with lots of years of very expensive therapy. 
thank you, Eli Manning, for saving me and giving me, helping me give two Super Bowls that made me feel better about all the other things I just broke down, right? But it is, it's a different thing. Like, you, you, can't, you can't forget the pain that you went through. You can't forget all of the times where you're like, oh, my God, this, this time it's going to be fine. And it was like a nightmare. Like, I talk to people down in Atlanta here about 28 to 3 all the time. I was in an Uber a couple of days ago. This is true. And the dude, he was a good guy. We ended up talking about, and he was a big Falcon. We ended up talking about Tom Brady the whole time. I don't even remember how the conversation started. We ended up like Tom Brady the whole time at like 28 to 3. And the fact that, like, you know, that happened. And, you know, he was explaining to me that he doesn't think, regardless of how bad the Falcons are now, that he, he doesn't think the fans ever came back. Like, they've never gotten over that moment. And he's probably right in a way. I mean, it hasn't helped, like, down here, you know, Georgia has won, and the soccer team won first, and then the Braves. It's like the Falcons now stick out like a sore thumb. But he may have a point. They may never have really kind of come back to the same way. They're, like, forever scarred by that. If you're a Met fan, I mean, there ain't enough plastic surgery to fix all the scars that I got. Right, all the all the disappointments I've lived through. And by the way, it's not just the Mets. It depends what sport. There are plenty of other teams that have lived in this kind of a way. And you know, for me, I think the hardest part is when you get in a fan circle. And I'm not talking about Twitter because honestly, people on Twitter are nuts anyway. And people need to chill out and relax. And people are crazy like. If you follow my Twitter, like, and if you don't, get at me at Casey Stewart. I mean, we crazy. But if you do, you see, I like to have fun. And, like, I, would, I don't want to speak for them, but I would say most even Braves fans in this sense, like, or any fa- rival fan of teams that I actually root for, like, when I'm not, you know, being unbiased and, and so on and so forth, um, and, you know, broadcasting, you know, is it my podcast it's different i'm wearing a med hat i wouldn't do that if i was on the air and i have never treated the meds differently on the air ever except being like harder on them if anything right but i i believe not to speak for them but most braves fans would tell you that i actually am, am pretty fun to go back and forth with i'll get into it with you but i'm you know it's going to be impossible to push my buttons enough to drive me crazy and i'm not going to you know also drive you with you know insanity about how how great anything is because a I know with the Mets it could be a puddle and needle knows Ned Ned the head Ned Ryerson from Groundhog Day it's a doozy is right around the corner so of course Carrasco's down of course Taiwan Walker is down and look I'm excited to see Beatty and but you know look Guillermo going down that guy's been great defensively so the defense has gone down the pitching's gone down right already kind of we're weak in terms of the bridge and the bullpen I'm not worried about any offensive stuff. And look, look, the Phillies pitch well. The Braves have pitched well in the series. And this isn't about even the Mets-Braves series. It's about the fact that even though the Mets, in this example, are with a three-and-a-half game lead still, with arguably, arguably, as good a one-two punch at the station than we've seen since Randy Johnson and Kurt Schilling. Right, if these guys are healthy, and I, I understand that's tenuous. Please understand that. But I'm just saying, in terms of like, okay, I tell you tomorrow, here's Max and here's Jake in whatever order. What you got? Seriously, right? You know, Braves. Any fan knows that. Doesn't mean I'm meant to guarantee anything. But who are we kidding? But even with that, and a three and a half game lead, and the fact that look, you had them at home, you had a five game series, 
If you won four of them, could have won five probably. You won four of them. You took care of business. If the Braves win one of these next two and win three out of four, right? Then they take care of business. That's what they're supposed to do. They're the champs. That was what you're supposed to do because you're trying to prove that you could be the division champ. And by the way, then we'd be sitting there what? We'd be back to three and a half and have at it for a month. Did you expect anything less? Do you think the Braves are going to lose the division by 10 games? This thing going down the last couple weeks either way. But you walk out of here, you lose three out of four, and you know it's three and a half, whatever it's going to be. I mean, what do you expect? They're the defending. They took care of business at home, and so did you. And I don't care what either fan base says in this case. It's like, then you, I mean, that's just the way it is. I'm not saying get irrational. I'm not saying, you know, don't trash. You talk trash. I mean, I love having fun with that. But the problem is, going back to what I was saying, the circle of your friends, if you're a Met fan, you don't want to talk to anyone you know in a situation like this if you're me. There's two kinds. Of, let me tell you something. There are two kinds of Met fans. And a part of this is because I've worked in the industry for 20 years. And as I've admitted and being totally honest, I am not as diehard a Met fan as I used to be. I'm not. 20 years ago, I'm definitely not. Not as much as I was 10 years ago, probably. The difference being that my irrational fan nature comes on the ice with the Islanders. That's where I get, you know, ticked off and crazy because I haven't covered it. And I I don't like, you know, it's like you get to know players and, and you're a professional and it's just, there's too much that's gotten in the way, right? But let me tell you something about the two types of fans for teams like the Mets. And you can give me, a lot of you root for other teams that are in this spot, right? This is not just about them but i'm giving you my perspective because i want you to know i'm like you but we all know people like this there are two types of fans there's the fan that you can commiserate with and there's the fan that is miserable the fan you can commiserate with you can go call up or text and i have a couple i've done it with the last couple of days and you could be totally honest as i'll be with you and say yeah i'm concerned more about the injuries with the pitching staff than the division lead total or the fact that the Braves won two. They're supposed to win this series. Now, I said before this series, in a pod two episodes ago, they would split. And it's very well possible with Max and Jake that they could still split. And Diaz to be used for two innings, even if you need him tonight, right? Which I think is how Buck would handle it if you, if you got in that spot. You're looking at Max for seven and Diaz for two to just make sure you get one in this series, I think. But... Which was the goal. I mean, you can't get swept. I mean, they're at home. They're supposed to beat you. They're the champs, Right? You get to get one, then they got you got four out of five, they got three out of four, and let's go get them. And that's it. That's, about, that's, that's the way it is. But if you're looking at, like, how do you talk to people, I've texted a couple of people, and I've said, like, dude, I'm worried about, I'm worried about the staff. Like, I was so happy that Carrasco, and look, Cookie's great anyway, and who doesn't root for him, but the run that he was on, right? And, like, Taiwan had kind of, like, bounced back from the clunkers, and, okay, now here we go again, and back spasms. We don't have... You know, that kind of depth and all this. But those are baseball conversations and they're fun. And where do you go? And how's it? Even though, like, you're, you, of course, you're stressed out. I'm a fan. I mean, I care, right? They, like, like I, I've said this before. I think it was in the first podcast I did it Unfiltered. Like, I have probably lost jobs in my career. And I'm being totally, I'm totally serious. Because I am not willing to be one of these. I'm a fan of all teams and fan of all... Anybody who listens to me and knows me enough knows a Braves fan can go talk to me right now, whether it's on the street or on Twitter today, and I'll have a conversation just like anybody who was unbiased and, not, and had nothing to do with the Mets would. Because that's my job and because it's how I am as a person, right? That, but I'm not going to sit here and pretend I'm not a fan. I want you to know that I'm just like you. We're all freaking nuts. That's the great part about it. We're all freaking nuts. 
But the commiserate group, you can have a conversation with. Then there's the miserable group. The miserable group, you can't have a conversation with about a damn thing. The miserable group, they just literally, I went on Twitter yesterday, and I this was this is absolutely accurate. This happened, okay? I went on Twitter shortly after the game ended yesterday. I started to scroll, and I put my phone down. I just read uh, recently Tom Holland, right? He said he's, he's off social media because it's bad for his health. Social media is bad for everyone's health, right? It really is. But I, 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 this, this happened after the game. I was going to tweet like my reaction to the game and give some thoughts on what I thought about the series and about the Walker injury. And if you notice, go to my timeline. I didn't tweet anything because I couldn't do it. I couldn't do it. I could not do it. I was tweeting NBA things because I couldn't do I literally could not do it. Because I wanted to, and I want you to hear me because I know people are going to be mad. And I love, by the way, every time I'm honest, I either like, you can tell what kind of people, because like by the followers, like you lose when you say something that anyone else would say, but it's like, really? Like, my favorite is when Met fans will tell me they're on fire. And this has happened this week. This week. I will get like a direct message from somebody who follows me that's a Met fan telling me they're unfollowing me because I said something good about the Braves. Well, you're a moron. Sorry. Right? That has nothing to do with the fan base. I'm not going to like associate with you because we like the same baseball team. Sorry. We're not family members, are we? We're not even part of the same fantasy league. Really. But I'm sitting there and I'm scrolling on Twitter and here's the miserable. And some of them are like you know, prominent Mets Twitter people. Whatever the hell that means. Not to offend anyone. Sorry. But really. Like, you know, you're just a guy at a bar with a, with a lot of typing. You know, which is nothing wrong with. But, like, you know, the, the entitlement that comes with it for some of these guys, like, I, I bite my tongue and I don't say anything. But, because honestly, really? <laughs> you know, come on, man. Act as if. But there are dudes literally, I can't watch this anymore. You can't watch this anymore. There are 30-something games over 500. What the hell is wrong with you? You can't watch this anymore. First of all, Taiwan Walker left the game early yesterday. I'm not saying they definitely would have won, but who knows, right? Second of all, the Braves won the title last year. You're not losing to, to – this isn't the Pirates or the Reds. You're not the Yankees who have lost 13 of 15 or whatever the hell it is. Are you kidding me? <laughs> you still – you take the five games and the seven, do the math, right? The Mets have won four, the Braves have won three, and the seven big, huge games you've had. You're not watching this anymore? I hate you if you acted that way on Twitter. I want you to know I mean this. I don't use hate. I hate you. You people suck. Seriously, give yourself a swirly, a wedgie, a code red. Tie yourself to a tree. Get a friend to set up a tennis ball machine. Turn it on endlessly and leave you there. I mean, what in the hell? I don't care whether you root for the Mets or not. I'd rather hang out with a Braves fan and sing Kumbaya than spend two minutes with you. Seriously, sorry, at me, unfollow me. I don't care, throw eggs at me. I really don't give a crap. I'll give you my address, DM me. Seriously, grow up. Tired of watching this? You lost two games to a team that just won the championship? I mean, do you not understand having like any understanding of like, what do you think they were just going to run away? That's the difference between the commiserate and the miserable. So flashback flushing as a fan, is it's impossible inherently. Like, you can't do it. No matter what you say, you can't tell yourself. Like, it's like Stuart Smalley in Saturday Night Live. I'm good enough, I'm great enough, and gosh darn it, people like me. Like, I'm a Met fan, I know we're going to be okay, and I have to remind myself of the standings. Like, it's like, you know, I mean, these things are going to happen, right? But come on, people, chill out. 
chill the hell out. It's okay to be honest. And I said yesterday in the Twitter video, if you, if you saw it, yeah, Strider deserves kudos with his ass on the line for the way he pitched five innings or not through a rain delay. Yeah, he deserves more kudos for me. And, I, you know, it's funny. Here's a great example of, like, commiserating and miserable. So I put out a tweet, and people got mad. Mad fans got mad at me, legitimately got mad at me and reached out that they could not believe that I was defending Strider's comments in the last presser. If you go back to just the last presser, he didn't say anything wrong. He was actually complimenting them. He was very carefully making sure if you, if like, again, please don't take this the wrong way. I've been covering the game long enough, and I, I know how this works behind the scenes and seen it. Go back and watch the two pressers. Somebody, and it's okay, he's a kid. It, by the way, he doesn't need to know this on his own all the time, but somebody talked to him. Handled it way better. It was way different. Wasn't even comparable. And you had people tweeting what he said and talking about, like, look, the chamomile tea is, like, ridiculous. Whatever. Uh, you, you know, uh, fine. But it's like, you know, I'm sitting here drinking a Starbucks that, like, I could have bought a car with with the amount of money it costs. That's ridiculous, too. So whatever. Seriously. Honestly. You know? I mean, so, okay, chamomile tea. But, like, what he said, there's nothing wrong with He's actually complimenting them. Look, by the way, making contact is the point. Like, are you people awake or not? I won't look at Twitter today, most likely, unless, like, it's a, it's a mention or something, or if I tweet something out, or if I'm seeking something. Because I am I'm petrified for the embarrassment that Mets fans are going to be for me today. And if they lose tonight. By the way, if they lose tonight, it's still two and a half. Now, yes, I covered the collapse in 2007. I've never heard a quieter. Now, this is the crazy part. It was a outside of, and I'm measuring this because I'm trying to think, outside of, of deaths, which, you know, I, I was at the stadium with the reaction the day that, that Corey Lytle passed. I was at the stadium in San Francisco during the World Series when um, Tavares passed. A lot of things like that, the most quiet for a sports-related reason and I've ever heard a press box because they're professionals. Whether some of them root for the team, you know, openly and some just do it behind the scenes. You know, you follow a team, but it's like you follow a band around. Eventually, you're going to like them. Even if you start, like, okay, you know what? It's like, honestly, they're humans, all right? They're human beings. They're human beings. It's like, like I had, um, I like to use Mark Bowman, who I, I respect and know forever, a long time. Worked with him at MLB.com for six, seven years and I've known him for, I don't know, 17, 18 years now. But, you know, he's sarcastic. Like, he's one of the chill guys really in the whole sport. And, you know, he's been trolling Met fans a bit because how many Met fans do you think probably were tweeting him saying a bunch of crap? And, yeah, he's poking fun at your expense. The same way you would to him. It's like when you get on the other side, it's like, no, I can't believe you're so unprofessional. Like, you would do the same thing. And if one of your writers did it to them, you'd be like, dude, that's awesome, man. I love you. I'm giving you 10 follows, and I'm blowing you a kiss from where I'm sitting in my living room. I mean, seriously, grow up. Get over it. Sorry. You know, like, what do you think? We root for the same team. I got to like everything you're going to say. I don't like people. I have a shirt that says people. Not a big fan. I also have a shirt that says horrible idea on the front. On the back, it says what time? What can I do? At least the Erosione thing is working. But... I'm not looking today. You're people crazy. Relax. Take a deep breath. Baseball is great this way because it's such a long freaking season. There's like 100,000 chapters. It's like watching a season of – so I put out my top 10 favorite TV shows the other day. 
watching a baseball season, the, the, ironically, because it's so long, the best comp you could give is 24, even though that's only in a day, or supposed to be, even though Jack Bauer never took a piss or, or anything. Like, did he eat? Because he certainly never crapped. Like, somebody got to take, like, he never gave Chloe the number two sign. Here's the coordinates. I got to go to the bathroom, right? I had Taco Bell. Like, he never ate, never peed. We saw everything that guy did they showed us the time got never slept never peed never ate how many days in your life can you do that safely but it reminds me of 24 being like a baseball fan because like if you sat watching the season of 20 after you watched the first year anybody who watched 24 would know what i'm talking about in no episode could and this is how they would get you because you felt it you're like no, no no listen to jack this is one of my favorite things is like random facts about jack bauer if if they listen to jack the show would have been called eight because that's the amount of hours it would have taken instead. But you're like screaming at the screen, no, no, you got to listen to Jack. Come on, man. Like you can't, it's a long show. By the end, everything you want to happen is going to happen with probably some of the members of the cast leaving before you, you think they should. I mean, but come on, man. Get over it. Just relax. Take a deep breath. Flashback flushing is difficult, but it must be done. It is something we could do together. So this is how I want to end this podcast episode. I want everybody who's listening, who's a fan of a team that has been shitty for too long, that you cannot ever enjoy anything. And that's not just the Mets. It's a lot of you, okay? If you're, if you're driving, listen to the podcast. Keep your hands on the wheel, people. I don't mean you. Or pull over to the side of the road. Say, excuse me, I'm being told by a podcast that I'm not listening to live to pull over. I don't care what you do. You're at work, stand up in the office. Stand up right now in front of everybody you know, and I want you to raise your right hand, and I want you to repeat after me. Today, I'm giving you a second, so then you said today. That's how it works, okay? So let me explain. It's like just like my cousin Vinny. No, trees, just shout it out. Bushes, you're right. Go ahead, don't be shy. Today, okay, I will not be a complete ass and forget that my team is in first place I will take a deep breath. I will try to enjoy life. And I will move forward. Thank you, Lord, for baseball. Amen. That's it. Now you're healed. Unfiltered revolution. Merch is coming. Merch is coming. I mean, my gosh. But seriously, like, go to Twitter. Go look today. Like... Please tell every Met fan who's like, oh, I can't. I knew this was going to happen, man. Like at the deadline, now you're going to get these people. At the deadline, I told you. No, at the deadline, all of you said, which I said, they need another reliever. What'd you say? They need three extra starters. They need this. They need that. I mean, honestly, seriously, grow up. I don't care what fan base you root for. Honestly, people, not a big fan, except for you people. Stay unfiltered. There are enough fake people in this world. Please. Let's be like the, the few, the proud, the unfiltered. Talk soon. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.